And here we go, Nordy's podcast, a special sportscast this week. Um, we're going to talk about the voice, uh, the positive voice um, that professional athletes have had in our great city of Minneapolis. Um, we'll talk a little bit about the uh, political landscape of the Twin Cities and sports leagues. We'll talk about the NBA, the NHL um, coming back and how baseball is dropping the ball. Here we go, Nordy's podcast. And here we go, Nord East Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How you guys doing? Oh man, pretty good. Yeah, I guess considering considering everything, it's nice to be back with you guys. But a lot of big things happening in the city. I'm looking at it through that lens of like right now. I feel good to be with you guys back in person, mm-hmm. not over Zencaster, recording our podcast, and we get to be silly and have a little bit of levity for this next like 30 minutes. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we spent a lot of time earlier this week talking about uh, Minneapolis, um, some of the, the unrest, the protesting, um, the calls for justice um, for George Floyd. Um, we gave our views for a good amount of time on there. So um, if you really want to hear what we have to say, um, we'll touch on it a little bit here today on this episode. But um, that's definitely where you can uh, hear um, us talk about our support of our city, Minneapolis, of the people, of George Floyd and his family, of the protesters. Um, Nordy's podcast uh, backs all of them. And uh, we also back our local businesses that are doing the right thing, um, even big businesses. Um, you know, I heard a lot of people being like, oh my gosh, the people are looting Target. How will Target ever survive? Mm-hmm. It's like, um, insurance? Yeah, I think insurance. Um, also, Target, uh, you know, came out, did the right thing, supporting their community. They already talked about investing in groups and rebuilding things and small businesses um, and supporting their workers who will be displaced and moved. You know, this is a time for all people to come together, and there's just no excuse for not being part of that. And, you know, I'm not going to dive really deep into it again, but we talked about how there's only two groups of people right now. You're either with everybody or you're with the racists. And that everybody group is big and it's growing and it feels like we're making positive change that people are saying enough is enough. And I know that's how we feel here at the Northeast Podcast. Agreed. Amen. And that yeah. was that was also nice to be able to get into all that with you guys too. That felt right. For sure. And you know, we are proud uh, to be from Minneapolis. I mean, we are the Northeast Podcast. That's Northeast, Northeast Minneapolis. I mean, this is our city. We love Minneapolis. We're passionate about it. And, um, you know, it's a place that we care about. And when our people are hurting, um, we have their backs and we want to see things rebuilt better than ever. Um, and it's not just the, the material things. It's not just the physical places. It's also the systems and the way that we treat each other, the way that we talk about things. I would say one problem we've had is that Minnesota nice and the passive aggressive behavior of Minnesota has made it so we have swept a lot of our problems under the rug for far too long. And I think that this is some of that kind of bubbling over here um, that sometimes you do have to talk about those things. And so I think it's important that we have some difficult conversations and we ask some questions and we listen to people who um, may not look or act or live exactly the same way that we do. So that's where we're at with the Nordies podcast. Um, We uh, stand with those people and hopefully, um, you know, we can bring a little joy to people's days this week with our podcast and our content. So we're going to dive in, check out our last episode. It wasn't all about that. We talked about different shows and uh, news as well. We brought back Hang It or Bang It. It was a fun episode. We want you guys to go check that one out. Yeah, thank Word. you. 
All right. Um, so in other news, we need you guys, the listeners, to help spread the word about the Nordies podcast. Um, spread it, uh, you know, on social media. Um, contact us. Talk to us. Show your friends. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Nordies Podcast. Also, subscribe to the podcast on Podbean, the podcast app, and Spotify. Get the Nordies Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week. And uh, help us out. Spread the word a little bit. Um, send it to some friends who are, um, you know, maybe you've been talking to more. Maybe this kind of stuff's been on their mind. Maybe they're from Minneapolis, whatever it is. Um, help spread the word about the Nord East podcast. Cool. All right, so we are drinking a beer from a company that's kind of new to us. What are we drinking uh, this time, guys? Back at Falling Knife, um, I grabbed the wrong beer can. It's the... The Hidden Temple Hazy yeah. IPA from yep. Falling Knife. Um, 7.3 ABV, um, Azaka and Eldorado, Northeast IPA. Uh, pretty solid beer. Uh, pretty pretty all-around impressed with the two that we had so far. Yeah, Really? Yeah, I like this one a lot. Very good. So we're drinking good stuff here. Earlier, we also drank Modest, and we want to just bring up Modest one more time. Um, all of their profits from the time that uh, the murder occurred until the end of the month um, will go right to good causes to his family, to rebuilding Minneapolis, to all different types of charity. So go support Modest, some of the best people in uh Minneapolis right now um, for the work that they're doing, for the supplies that they're gathering, for the way that they're supporting um, people and um, supporting protesters and all kinds of things. So we drank some of them earlier as well. All right. So this brings us to our first thing, athletes with a voice. All right. So, um, so many times over the past few years, we have, um, watched as people tell LeBron James and other athletes, Colin Kaepernick, um, to shut up and dribble or shut up and play sports, uh, that people don't want to hear their voice. And then a lot of times those same people turn on their TVs and are excited to hear what Ted Nugent has to say about some kind of social conflict. You're not. <laughs> Never. Oh, okay. Um, but, but, you know, I think that it is important that people like, uh, um, athletes and celebrities, whether I agree with them or not, um, you know, we don't have to listen to what they say, but I do think that people with a platform should use their platform and that I don't have to agree with you for you to use your platform. Um, like James Woods can get the fuck out, but I, I, I think that, uh, <laughs> lots of other people do use their platform to do good things, not just spread racist hatred propaganda. Yeah. My girl T Swift, uh, Ooh, came out swinging, came out swinging this really? week. What did she say? She was like, oh, my God, President Trump, you try to incite hatred and racism and you pretty much create social conflict. And now you're threatening to shoot looters. Right. We will vote you out in November. Okay. She's the fifth biggest account yeah <laughs> on twitter she's a big deal so yeah no that's good good for her but um athletes have been coming out and just in our area a couple of guys um steven jackson who was friends with uh george floyd um dating back to childhood um he's an ex-nba player who now has a really cool podcast i wish i knew what it was called but he has a podcast with um uh, matt barnes both retired nba players very both kind of tough guys known to be tough, tough guys. guys but who are very respected mm -hmm. in the nba Played on a bunch of good teams. As veterans, they played with a bunch of the top teams. Um, very respected even in NBA circles now. And they have like a really cool show. Um, I heard them on Bill Simmons' podcast this week. And they talk about not just sports. A lot of it is about what's happening in the world. And Steven Jackson has flown to Minnesota and has been one of the main people um, with 
the Floyd family um, on camera, um, organizing with other local athletes and has been a really cool, refreshing, positive um, voice in a really tragic, sad time. The podcast is called All the Smoke. All the smoke, yeah, nice. and, and they're they are really good. I mean, just what I listened to them um, the other day, they were really smart. They're really thoughtful in what they're saying, and it was um, an awesome look into sports and just um, you know a world that I guess I'm not all that familiar with always. And so they are some of the powerful voices right now, um, and also just locally guys like Carl um, Anthony Towns, mm-hmm. um, Royce White, former Minnesota Gopher. Um, Josh Akogi, um, yep. have been some big voices, um, Ryan Saunders, uh, the Timberwolves, uh, other than Glenn Taylor and, uh, the Minnesota Vikings all standing up for, for people protesting Kirk cousins hopping in, um, bringing up, uh, race and his support for the black community, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I just love it. I, I mean, I love to hear these people other than Glenn Taylor um, talk about their support for people and their want for justice as, as well. It's crazy because you you see this glossed version of the NBA and the NFL and like people don't normally dabble too far into those waters for fear of backlash or you're not, you don't want to try and piss off the fans. I think they've all just sort of thrown that to the wayside to say, I don't care. I'm voicing my opinion. Mm-hmm. I want to be on the right side of this. You can find me. You can send me a nasty, nasty gram. Um, even Roger Goodell. Uh, wow, that was loud. Sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. Uh, even Roger Goodell um, released a, a memo from the commissioner's office saying that they're in full support um, of the people and their their process. His was a little bit more uh, PG uh, version, but Roger I think- Goodell was like, "We support your right to protest as long as it isn't peaceful or violent." Yeah. Right, exactly. As long as you don't take a knee or do any type of protest. Yeah. We support your right to protest. Yeah, but it, we, but we're you, more in love with the idea of protesting, I yeah. guess you could say. Yeah. yeah. I, Not I, what it actually looks like. When was the last time Roger Goodell even considered releasing something like that? So yeah. I think the I think the public Shows some progress. The, well, at the very least, the public pressure is mounting on once um, handcuffed institutions. It's a bad pun, but like it, once yeah. institutions that were just like, no, we just got to toe the line right down the middle. Don't piss anybody off on either side. And now they're just going to say, we're going to throw our hat in the ring and we're going to get full support. Even if we don't necessarily want to, we have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I really appreciated how quick to the party, the Vikings were. I mean, they, almost immediately, they immediately were like Instagram we, stories. Yep, yep. They popped up right away and they said, this violence is happening blocks from our stadium. This is tragic and terrible. We want justice. Mm-hmm. And the, the NFL, you know, just like we're making fun of them right now, it has been a very conservative, safe, white, wealthy, you know, group of owners. And yeah. for the the Vikings, no matter what their reasoning um, to do this, it, it sent a good message. So. There's a guy that owns a team in Texas that said the inmates are going to be running the asylum. I mean, Ugh. and he still owns Ugh. the team. Like, yeah. that's bad. So... Um, I think hopefully this like tips the scales like you, like Kyle Rudolph is another one. Yeah. Um, and, and not to say I, I'm not putting that from like a white knight perspective, but just it's good to have support from everybody yeah, across yeah, yeah. the board. Absolutely. And so, again, like we're team everybody. Don't be team racist. That's, that's it. That's it. That's what it all comes down to. Everyone's in this together. We can rebuild things together. We can make the world better for everyone, you included. Um, definitely for your children, definitely for the future, definitely for those people who the system has left behind. We can all do it together. Or you can fight kicking and screaming and hang on to this old timey idea that 
some groups are more privileged than others, and we are not on that side. And maybe we should each have our own like water fountains and bathrooms. If, and, if, and if that's like you, that. don't listen to our podcast. Or right. <laughs> again, but let's have a conversation about it. Like if you feel that way, let's talk about it and let us try and change your mind. I know you probably are set in your ways, but like we can't just say we'll forget you. That's that's the wrong attitude, I think. But yeah. if you don't like what our takes, then yeah, certainly turn off the podcast. We don't care. All right, uh, so let's talk some sports here, and we'll stick with the NBA. Um, the NBA is on its way back. It sounds like it's pretty much official at this time. I believe they're going to be in Disneyland? Orlando. Yeah, the wide world of sports. So they're going to be in Orlando for this, and their proposal right now is for 20 teams to play. We don't know exactly what it's going to be, um, but last week we talked about um, their rumored World Cup style of uh, play where they're going to have five groups um, with the top five teams, which I believe are like the Lakers, the Bucks, the Clippers, the Celtics, and some, no, it's the, I don't know, whatever. It's those teams though. Clippers, Raptors. Raptor, yeah. Raptors, Clippers, um, Lakers, and the Bucks, Bucks are the yeah. top four. And there's going to be four groups of five. And you're going to play each of the other four teams twice all of them obviously on neutral sites. And after those eight games, the top two teams will then move on to the final eight and that will be the, the rest of the playoffs. I love this idea so much. It's the most exciting thing that I think has happened in sports in ages. I was hoping you were going to stop talking because I wanted to say the exact same thing. <laughs> From the standpoint of this might turn a lot of these sports kind of on their head in the future, just moving forward. Like it, it may not look exactly the same as it was, you know, a year ago, which is going to be wild that yeah. if the NBA did this like round Robin style, like playoffs and kind of group play, if you will. And then, then you have the knockout stage, like just taking a page out of the champions league. It's going to yeah. be freaking awesome. It would be crazy. Unbelievably crazy. awesome. And it's kind of the perfect system to do it too. Um, when you're, nobody's going to have home court advantage. So it makes more sense to not do a traditional tournament. Imagine sure. if the NBA implemented like an aggregate scoring. <laughs> yeah. Where it's like, hey, you're down 20 points on aggregate. You got to win and win by 21. And then they're just chucking up threes all over the court. That oh, would be man. so exciting. That would be crazy. And, then, a too and much. not only that, they're like, we're going to lose, but we're going to have to play defense for the last like 10 minutes to try and keep the score. I think it would ruin games because so teams would just dribble, 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 like... You know, they would, it would be bad, but I'm excited about this. Well, there's a shot clock, so they can't do that for that long. So yeah. here's my big thing, guys. So I have been thinking about this a lot. I listened to a podcast with uh, KOC and Bill Simmons talking about this whole thing. And they were like mostly into it, not as much as we are. Um, but they were talking about how this is, if this goes well, that this could be a midseason tournament. <sighs> okay. So every year you could get a tournament like this in the middle of the season. And so I came up with how to do the midseason tournament, and I think it's the greatest idea ever. Okay. All right. So midseason. Well, you you're, take, you're not one to be hyperbolic. So I'm, I'm, I'm I think so, this is, it must literally be the greatest thing I'm ever. so excited about this. This would make sports way more fun. So the midseason tournament happens every year, and it's a World Cup-style draw. And you have six groups. So there's 30 teams in the NBA. You have six groups of five. Okay. The top four play in what this tournament is going to be. Or I'm sorry, the top 20 teams play in what this tournament is right now. Four groups of five play eight games in a round robin. Then the winners go to the final eight, and you go on and you have a champion of the mid the mid season tournament. Okay. Now, my prize for the top 20 teams is that you get to host a playoff series. Okay. You get to host 
you're the home team for a playoff series, no matter what. But regardless you, of your seed, but you can use it at any time you want. Okay, so say the Lakers are the number one team, they don't just get a first round home series because they earned that with their regular season record. So it would mean that that prize was completely worthless to them, right? Sure. So if they were going to host all the way to the finals, they could use it in the finals and say we're going to be the home team for the finals now. But if they were the number one team all year long and they already had home court in the finals, they could carry it over to future seasons as well. So at some point, you're the nine seed. You're not going to make the playoffs. We're going to use our, our thing. And now we are in the playoffs. We host a series. You, there has to be some kind of prize for it. I agree. I think there's, that's a little too ambiguous. And I, I, don't th- I, don't th- I think it's a good idea. I don't think that will work. Because you're adding too many wrinkles to would, the playoffs. What, what kind of prize would they have? It wouldn't just be cash. Like they yeah, would do yeah, yeah. something. No, I know. I agree. And I think yeah. it would be a playoff spot, but like if a good team already won, then it would just be there was no prize for them. So you have to come up with some kind of thing where like, hey, everyone wants to go for this tournament. Otherwise teams would just sit it out. Otherwise the number one seed teams would be like, Well, we're just gonna sit everyone out. We're gonna take two weeks off of rest. Mm-hmm. So you want everyone fighting for this? Well, okay. can't you just have the games also count? toward their season record or something like that. So they have to, I mean, they're the regular games and they count towards their record, but it also is, I know it's, like, it's a little like bit a, tough, but like a five bonus win or something like that. Like you get yeah. five extra wins on your record and that could, that could tip the scales in what you're saying too. Like you went from being hosting all the way through until the finals in which you wouldn't, but then you get that five game bonus. So after and now this you're tournament, the, yeah, like somebody like the wolves so, could shock them and win. And then all of a sudden now we're in the third seed and we just have to hold on to that or something. So then I came up with this for the bottom 10 teams. So the bottom 10 teams are not in that tournament. Okay. Right. Cause most likely they're going to be in the lottery. They're most likely not going to make the playoffs. Now right. I'm not saying they won't every year. Some teams will still get up there, but for the most part, those teams won't make the playoffs. So those teams play in a two group, right? Two groups, round robin of eight mm-hmm. goes down to a final four and they play for the final four. The winner of that tournament gets at any time of their choosing to move up two spots in the draft. See, mm-hmm. I think it, I think it just, I think if you eliminate the ambiguity of like anytime they want, yeah, but I then, think, but I think then you if just, you, if you want it and you got the number one seed or you got the number one pick in the draft, you won nothing. But the, I think the, the point of the tournament is that the team that's the worst that is going to be bad is not going to win it. Right. I mean, I think that's kind of the whole theory behind this is that it's going to be the best of the worst teams. But that's right now, win the it. Warriors are, have the number one pick in the draft. I mean, who would have picked that at the beginning of the year? They're probably the fifth favorite to win the title. And they are going to have the number one pick in the draft as of right now. Well, They're Thompson five. was out, Curry was out, KD left. I don't think anybody was picking them to. No, uh, I get it, but make no one, noise. but no one thought that Curry was going to break his hand in the first game of the year. True, you know what I mean? Like things happen and things get messed up, and so I'm just saying, like you want the you want LeBron and the Lakers, and you want Giannis and the Bucks to fight to win this tournament because you want all eyes on this tournament. So there has to be some kind of prize. If the Bucks win the tournament and they have the best record in the regular season, they won nothing. There's I think. Something. I think so. I think it all has to apply to the current season. I think this this like you can do it whenever you want to piece is the only part that I'm getting hung up on. I think 90% of the time it would be used in that season, but it would be so electric to go into the next season knowing you were already in the playoffs. That's so weird. I don't know. Love it. And then what What if they win the tournament again that next year? Now they have two of them. And then they're, I mean, what do you, you bank them? You, you just bank them up. Good, good teams would have awesome stuff. And like moving up two spots in the draft. So you're thinking that the, the 21st, 22nd, 23rd team wins that tournament most likely, right? They're the best teams in that lower tournament. So you move up from the ninth pick to the seventh pick. So you're not automatically getting the number one pick. You're yeah. not d- disrupting the, the balance of play. Well, are we- you saying you get to move up two picks 
after the lottery. Yeah. So you draw your name. And then you move up two spots. And then you move up two spots automatically. Yes. I love that. I think as long as it's applicable to the current year in the NBA, that would be awesome. I love the idea of it carrying over. It would be the Wild West. It would be crazy. And then you'd see like teams that were like maybe floundering, find a way to come together. And then maybe they galvanize themselves after winning that tournament and then make the playoffs. Yeah. But do they want to when they're moving up two spots in the draft? Like that, I think you <laughs> that adds a new wrinkle to tanking. But <clears throat> I love the idea. It eliminates tanking a little I bit. I love the least. idea. I think you, as long as you keep it applicable to the current season with which it happens and you have the idea, not not like, oh, well, we can bank this for five years. And then when we don't make the playoffs, play our, our wild card from four years ago. And I would be love like, that. <laughs> I, would be I, think so I think that's kind of silly because that, that like, but, but you have to think about it. Most of the time they wouldn't make the, most of the time it wouldn't be a team who didn't make the playoffs. Right. For most sure. of the time it would be a team like the Raptors who just said, all right, we're going to use it in the Eastern conference finals. We're the two seed. We're going to the bucks. Now the bucks are coming to us. Yeah. I love you know? that. And like, I think, I think most of the time it would be used right away. I just didn't want to punish a team who kicked ass, you know, the, the spur, the 73 win warriors a few years ago, they win that tournament. They get nothing. Like, why would they win it? They would just take two weeks of rest. And we don't want that. We want comp- competition. So you have to have some reason for them to be like, all right, you get this, you get this lucky coin and you get to use it at any time you want. And, you know, or maybe the prizes you get to pick your playoff matchups. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> there's I, just I fun like the, prizes. I like the uh you get home court in a in a in, one in, round. In one round that of your choosing. Yeah. Um I think the times of because that's like if you're if you're doing it mid season, so many things are gonna change from that point to the end of the season that I don't think it I don't think the uh the odds of a team winning the tournament, let's say in like December and then also being the overall one seed is going to line up that often because there's going to be injuries. Then there's going to be other teams that have people coming back. And that would be so cool if like you were the eight seed and you because got, you got injuries and then you got, you're like, fuck it. We're just whatever. We're, we're going to host. Let's see what one happens. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is fun. I think it's great. I, like I said, as long as it's applicable to the current season, I think you have a, a fantastic idea on your hands. I'm pumped. NBA can't come back soon enough. I don't think it's coming until late July. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's a long time. That's that's a long. That's two months from now. How how much would we be excited? Let's say the Wolves are on the cusp, and we're in this well, tournament. They won't even be in it. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, like next year, and yeah. they do this midseason tournament. Let's say Eric's idea oh, comes to so fruition, fun. and the Wolves are like, you know, we're a nine seed at the time, but we make the midseason tournament, and then we get out of the group. Yeah. Yeah. And then then we're in the thick of it. Like, that would be fucking awesome. Like, have something to cheer for, not just some middling game against the fucking Brooklyn Nets in well, the middle of January. I mean, everybody loves the NBA. We all acknowledge they have an amazing product. But if there's a problem with it, it's probably that there's a little too much disparity between the haves and the have-nots. And there's, there's you can go in, as a, as a Timberwolves fan, you can go in to most seasons saying, we don't have much of a chance to even make the playoffs. And... You know who's going to win? Well, probably the team with AD and LeBron, and they will. They'll probably there, win the whole thing. And, there's and it's kind of, I mean, it's still sorry. fun and it's an amazing show, but this at least adds a little bit more excitement for the for every year, the majority of teams who have realistically no chance. Well, and just let's think about Champions League for a moment. Uh, do we care about the City Norwich uh, matchup on Saturday, or do we care about City versus Bayer Leverkusen, you know? In the Champions League group play, a thousand percent more we care about the the group play game. Do we care about 
Borussia Dortmund against Man United or Chelsea against PSG or oh, Liverpool against, you know, uh, I love Spurs it. in group play. Like it's way more exciting when you have that like sort of extra uh, like incentive added on to that. And I think the random draw aspect where you could get screwed or you could be lucky is also a part of the fun of the sport. Like I want there to be crazy matchups. NBA mid midseason tournament draw show would be <laughs> record breaking. Oh. Yeah. I, and, and like you could have all different award like things like the two teams that reach the finals like are automatic playoff teams or the two teams you know get to have a home series or or the two teams that make the finals get to pick their first round opponent whatever it is like just give them some fun stuff like I think that we are so stuck in our ways uh, in American sports of how we do things that we're like there has to be a playoffs it has to be a home and away it has to be seated this way it has to be eastern and western you know and like we're just so stuck in like that's how playoffs work that we are kind of blind to some of the exciting ways that you could have tournaments that we are missing out on. Well, think about like soccer too has, uh, especially like in England and, and some of the other larger countries. I mean, how many tournaments do they play in Tons. throughout this? Like four, there's like four different cups. The FA and- cup is literally like, everyone from man city and liverpool to like the third league the local pub team in the sixth league that you didn't even know existed where it's like guys who all work in a factory together and they just like to play soccer they get a 40 year old goalkeeper that's like eating a pie on the field (laughs) i think they're umbrella makers and stuff dude dude, that is freaking real like that they're cobblers like they don't they have to play they have to play multiple (laughs) rounds smithy they have to play multiple rounds to even get like I believe that the other the big teams in the top two leagues don't even start playing in the FA Cup correct until the third round I right. believe so the first two rounds are literally a bloodbath of just tiny little teams playing like semi pro teams and they're playing at places like the Sports Center in Blaine and <laughs> there's they, fifty people in the yeah stands. and yeah. like they it's just a party in some small town and you know sometimes those teams get to the fourth round or something like it's just absurd so we need some of that in u.s sports and we don't really have it because we think we have found the only way to do playoffs well because the owners just love the consistent flow of money like i just think that like the champions league draw is one of the most exciting things in sports and each round if you're in it each round you draw when you find out your draw you're just like Oh my God, we're playing Real Madrid home and away. Yeah. Like it's, it just is so exciting. Even if you don't have a, a, a like a top notch team where you feel like we couldn't beat them, you know, on most days going into Champions League play, you're like, well, we got a home game. And then all we got to do is score one on the road and we got a shot, right? And, yeah. and it makes all that much more difference. So I think if there's any, and, and bar none, if there's any league in the world, the NBA is the most poised. Yeah. To do this, mm-hmm. they not only have the star power, they have a great public image and reception. They have a very progressive commissioner who's willing to listen and try new ideas. He's not all about like pleasing the owners. Mm-hmm. That's part of his job, but he's not all about that. And I think that if they did something to eliminate a few regular season games, supplanted them with these midseason tournament games the revenue stream might actually go up because would you rather see the wolves, like I said, play the nets on a random Tuesday night, or would you rather see the wolves in group play? Yes. (laughs) A thousand times out of a thousand. You'd rather see the group play game because you're like, Oh shit. If we win this, we're in the tournament. Like that's going to be a fucking huge game. I love it. 
I love all of it. I'm so excited about it. And In I'm my just, mind, this has already happened. And I'm like, just telling I'm so you, excited. I'm just telling you, I know right now you're like, it's too ambiguous. It's too crazy. But if the wolves were really, yeah. if the, if the, the wolves were really good in the future and they, you know, had home court in the playoffs, they won the title, but they had that token and you were like, next time we're not good. We're still going to the playoffs. That would be electric. It would be so exciting. And like, I just think bending what we have now is fun and sometimes it won't work and sometimes it will the 17 playoffs now in the in the nfl could change everything you know i would rather it be eight teams and then no one had a buy you know like we don't want to just give people a path there we want to see teams earn it we want to see teams fight hard battles and playoffs are fun they should be fun we don't need to have like the afc plays the afc and the nfc plays the nfc and every year we play the saints you know I would rather that next year in the playoffs, in the first round, the Vikings played the Titans. I would. Like, sure. I just want it to be yeah. more messed up. Like, I want things to be a little more random. I think well, I'm that. I'm sure you wish we could play the Lions, but, <laughs> you know, can't always pick. All right, guys. Uh, next up, the NHL is also coming back. Um, they are going to do a 24 team tournament. Um, this sounds official. I believe the sites are going to be Vegas and Edmonton. Um, are going to be your two sites where all the games will be played. Um, the bottom six teams are just out. Uh, the next, the top 24 teams are going to play, um, I believe it's one through eight is going to play a round robin for seeding. And teams uh, nine through 24 are going to play a bracketed tournament. So I believe the the wild are a 10 and they're going to play the seven seed Canucks. Canucks. Yep. And... Mm. I love this too. This is fun. That'll be fun. Those top eight teams, um, they wanted 24 teams to play, so more teams get to play, which is great. Um, they wanted your top eight teams to not just sit on the sidelines and be rusty when all the other teams are getting sharp. Sure. So they get to duke it out with each other for seeding. And then the other teams all have to earn their way into the final 16. You get the real playoff starting. It's going to be multiple games at multiple times a day. G- guys, just like we talk about with entertainment, when sports come back, if we're still all stuck at home, it's just going to be all day a sports yeah. playoffs. It's going to be amazing. People are going to be so into it. I'm it's, into it's it gonna just be talking a, about yeah, it. Yeah, it's going to be a flood. And I actually, for as regressive as the NHL usually is, I think this is a really good idea for them. I think this might actually catapult the NHL back into like the discussion if they move this forward where they, they have some new ideas for the playoffs. Not just, again, like you said, one through eight, East and West, you know, whatever their stupid division crap is that they have that nobody cares about. Um, I think that's a, I think this is a brilliant idea. I know they would never do this in a million years because it would mess with the season, but the season has already been fully messed with, right? Completely. So here's what I would like to see more than anything would be that the six teams who didn't, they, they expand the rosters by four players per roster. They expand the benches so more guys can play. The six teams who don't make it, all their players are eligible to be drafted to one of those teams <laughs> just for the, the playoffs. And everyone gets to play. I, I know you, people would be like, oh, we couldn't really, really count that championship then. I My argument would be no one watches the NHL. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. No one noticed that the Boston Bruins won the title. The three million viewers yeah. on a Friday. I would Friday. just be like, yeah. dude, who cares? Like, let's just make this fun. Let's use this as a year of fun. And if you had a draft of like, we're taking Eric Carlson on our team, you know, and you started with 24 and you went all the way up to one and then you snaked back down, you know, it would be electric, exciting fun this is the kind of things that sports are supposed to be and sometimes i just think we're so worried about 
filling in the next blank in a record book that mm-hmm. we avoid some of the good times that could be had. The tradition has, the tradition has like held um, a lot of these sports that could have folded together. But like, <clears throat> I don't think kids wake up in the morning being like, "Man, I can't wait to get my name on the Stanley Cup." Like there might be a handful of Canadians and Minnesotans and North Dakotans that think that, but most of the people in the world don't give a shit about that. I don't think if the NHL players um, played naked or played with um, knives on the end of their sticks, they could get people to watch. So they could try anything at this point in time. No one watches the NHL. It is not important. It is not. It's it's probably the fifth or sixth biggest league in the u.s at this point mls is gonna pass it i think it already has i don't know if they have like uh tv viewership but it's going to mls is on espn aren't they sometimes uh nhl is on tsn <laughs> i don't even know what nhl's on well fox owns most of them so it would be it's most of it's on fox sports north all right um you're, then, not, you're not up for like saturday night rivalry week on nhl i think on it's wednesday night rivalry game or whatever. nbc or whatever, NBC, yeah. 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 M- NBC Sports does like their Wednesday night, but again, it's Wednesday night. Like, who? Nobody cares. Yeah, they're like, "What night is no one watching TV? <laughs> Wednesday, we'll take it. <laughs> we can't compete with reruns of of Rose I Love Lucy." I don't think they had a choice. I think it was just like, "We're giving you Wednesday, and that's yeah. it." They're like, "Um, actually, no one watches uh, TV on Wednesday, so NHL, it's all yours by yourself." Um, guys, speaking of people stuck in tradition, um, baseball dropping the ball. They have nothing. Air baseball. Um, they literally could have been going probably this whole time. Um, as soon as they got the go-ahead, they should have been in shape and ready to start. We could have had baseball starting on June 1st. And it could have been the only show in town. And the fact that they're always like, oh, the guys are going to need like six weeks to get their arms in shape. I'm like, shut up, baseball. Well, well, did yeah. you see the one The one pitcher threw the ball through his window? He was trying to throw it into a net in his backyard and he fucking missed and like clipped his bedroom window like okay maybe yeah. they're not as good as we think but ba- yeah just just to so say what? just to say they need six weeks what the hell have you been doing yeah, yeah. you haven't been throwing a baseball this whole time you don't and have a batting what? cage then everybody's at the same playing field and so just start baseball just baseball's a mess and the problem is is that the players union refuses to have a salary cap and a salary cap is actually probably what's healthiest for for sports leagues um just in general it, it keeps all the teams on a a similar playing field they all make a similar amount of money that way the players contracts don't get out of whack and i am not here on team billionaire saying that guys should get paid less but um in sports in all sports the 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 lesser guys the less known guys should be all getting paid more they're all underpaid in every sport. Well, especially in baseball. Name. We've we've talked about their their salary structure. It's an absolute joke. It's yeah. absolute joke. Absurd. You don't get paid till you're like 29. They're like Mike Trout makes 40 million dollars a year and the next highest paid guy on the team makes 700,000. And you're just like, "What?" I mean, I made that up. They obviously have other guys that are paid well, but you know, it's just there's too many guys who make very little and then the they how they have it set up, they have to start um, paying guys big money when they're like 32 years old. And then the contract lengths are all whatever you want. So it will be like Albert Pujols, three hundred million until he's forty-five. You're like, that's how you get a. What was the guy um, uh, who gets paid once a year million dollars? Bobby Bonilla. Bobby Bonilla day. day. He gets a million dollars until he's like sixty because they made such a bad deal, and it's just their own fault. It's just such a stupid league. There's so much greed happening right now. The owners are trying to take a bigger slice than 
the players get and that never works well it's not th- it's not the players it's the majority of players because like the top paid guys are paid well yeah but then you have your middling guys or your your guys that are, like you know you mentioned mike trout the angels did not have to but they paid him an additional nine million dollars a year on top of his current rookie salary which lasts until his like 26 year old season which normally MLB keeps players in the minor leagues until they're like 23 so that their professional service clock doesn't start so that they don't have to pay them when they're really good. And then another team can pay them uh, an exorbitant amount of money. And it's just an absolute like joke. It's a joke. Like NFL has a three year rookie contract, right? Um, four years for everyone except five year with an option for four year with first, a fifth, fifth year, option. fifth year option for first round, first picks. round picks. Right. And that, and that fifth year option is, very expensive expensive it's higher than league than position average for starter so you're making like 12 13 million it's almost like a franchise tag in a a way it's a mini franchise tag. and then but and and those are all short but like major league baseball i think it's like six years is is and then you go to arbitration for a year and then arbitration for year two and then you're arb three and then you're a free agent and it's just absolutely like ridiculous how they screw it, over it's the ridiculous so, mm-hmm. so 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 we're not surprised that baseball is lagging behind all of the other leagues baseball okay. sucks honestly like it's just it's so they're so stuck in the past they they need to make some sweeping changes and this is a good opportunity they're going to miss it completely um originally the deal that was struck a handshake deal was a 50 50 split of the revenue players taking a massive pay cut but still getting 50 percent of the revenue and then when they came to the table to negotiate on their handshake deal they were like actually you're going to get 47 percent of the revenue and the players were like fuck no we're good and 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 a lot of the players spoke out they did not have a plan in place for like testing this is when coronavirus was still a thing i know this was like that was like that was like months ago but like they didn't have a plan for testing for isolation for like what happens if players on both teams contract the virus like what's the plan and baseball was like um uh, we don't know specifically and the players like well we're not gonna fucking do it until you have this like figured out so it was an absolute shit show across the board it's just it's such a missed opportunity baseball could be the the most watched thing on tv right now they could be the only watch thing on tv instead they can't even beat phil and tiger and brady and manning playing golf together yeah (laughs) like there's just nothing they they, they're just blowing it and it's just it's so typical baseball yep so guys that's all the time we have this week on our sports cast except guys i have one question for you um i'm gonna give you uh, a, a question it's really simple if you could get for free one minnesota sports jersey today who is it and what jersey is it i think I i'm know. gonna go ahead and i'm gonna say um if i could have one free jersey Maybe i'd be russell i'd be really tempted to get a uh daniel hunter 99 vikings jersey but i think i would get a throwback timberwolves um Russell, like the throwback with the trees. Yeah, no, that's a good pick. I think that'd be my pick. God, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of something that I would like want to we'll wear. Get a Minnesota United one. Yeah, I mean you are a season. Opara. Ticket yeah, that one's okay, and they're very expensive at Target, so that'd be a good get. <laughs> 
Although I could have got going one for straight value. You could have had the you could have had the the baby blue twins throwback. That's like three hundred and seventy dollars to buy. I do kind of like that, but I don't think I would wear like an actual like button up baseball jersey no like would. around town. But Anyone I, would, I does, would wear. Macklemore like does. <laughs> <laughs> I would wear. I would wear one of the United like kits. Like I think I would definitely wear that um, as like a the white or the gray. Like, I think the white would make me look a little too heavy, so I'm gonna go gray. <laughs> Carrying a little uh, <laughs> the quarantine little quarant- fifteen little quarantine weight. Yeah, um, I haven't seen you guys in a while. I think we're all on that level. <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> so. I think I would go United. Um, I don't really care the player so much. I think it's just more like support of uh, you know my season tickets, which are absolutely fucking useless. Yeah, so really? good investment, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, have they said anything about that? They just stopped charging. Like they're gonna they're gonna refund all the money. Oh, okay. I mean they can't take. Money for well, tickets. Vikings are are collecting the money and saying we'll figure it out later. Well, no, because their their season's going to happen. It's yeah. going to be. I mean, on it might some be, level. Yeah, I think they gave you a choice if you wanted it back, but I think that they're planning on having some type of season. So, hmm. I think until the season's canceled, they're going to hang on to that money. How yeah. much are sports leagues going to be negotiating for pandemic insurance it, yeah. in the future? Yeah. Yeah. No <laughs> shit. All right, guys, that's all the time we have this week. Even though no sports were happening, this was fun to talk about. It was. This was fun. So um, that's all the time we have. Guys, go back, check out our last episode. We went we went hard. We, uh, we are totally in support of our city, um, the great city of Minneapolis. We've been front and center um, on every news station. There's been a lot of bad things said, but I know that we are proud of um, the people of Minneapolis and we stand with, uh, with the Floyd family and we want justice and, uh, hopefully the next few days bring good news and more, um, beautiful behavior by Minnesotans who are taking care of each other, who are cleaning things up, who are rebuilding things, who are supporting each other. And, uh, you know, they have our full support. We'll post more stuff about it this week. Um, but thanks so much for listening to the Nord East podcast.